Welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. I'm your host, Brian Nichols, a part of the We Are Libertarians Network. Again, I'm uh, Brian Nichols, associate editor at the Libertarian Republic. And uh, yeah, today we have a fun show. So um, it was going to be a little different. And uh, it ended up just with scheduling and the likes, um, plus some different news that happened throughout uh, the past uh, few days. I think uh, it, it worked out for the best. We were originally going to be discussing um, the Aziz Ansari uh, incident from the uh, the Babe article um, where he was accused of sexual assault. Uh, and then focus on Ben Shapiro. But uh, those, those will be for another day. Um, so, uh, you know, with that being said... I did want to uh, make this a much more libertarian, air quote, focused uh, podcast today. Um, so by that, I, I more specifically mean uh, libertarian party happenings. Um, now, for those of you who are unaware, the libertarian party is currently in what I would, I would at the very least describe to be a, a crisis of public relations and marketing to individuals outside of of the, the Libertarian Party uh, as a whole. Um, now, for those of you who have not been paying attention, uh, the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, uh, Arvin Vahora, I believe is how you say it, Vahora, uh, doesn't really matter, not going to be here that long, hopefully, uh, but we'll call him Arvin throughout the rest of the uh, the podcast. Arvin um, has has been, for the past few uh, few months specifically, uh, taking to his his uh, personal Facebook pages, and and just and just gaslighting, um, you know, to to try and at the very least uh, make issues using logic and principles, which to his credit, I will give him credit where credits due, but uh, to to try and make um, points that I don't think um, he realizes are so damning. Uh, and detrimental to the Libertarian Party and overall the Liberty Movement as a whole. Um, now, more recently, what's really uh, gotten Arvin in trouble has been his uh, his entire stance with regards to age of consent laws. Now, um, there's there's two posts specifically uh, that that Arvin uh, posted that really uh, you know. It was the last straw that broke the camel's back. Uh, the first being um, a post on Facebook saying, number one, it's okay uh, to hand condoms to a 12-year-old in school. Number two, 13-year-olds should be able to have abortions without parental knowledge. Number three, mandatory vaccination against HPV should be given to nine-year-olds. Note that this is a sexually transmitted disease. Then underneath saying, if you agree with that, but think that people under the age of 16 cannot give sexual consent it may be time to re-examine your views. Uh, which is then followed by a subsequent post uh, saying, if a 14-year-old has a kid, I prefer that the other person uh, to be an adult with a job. Hashtag end welfare. Um, now, many within the Libertarian Party and uh, Libertarian, small L Libertarian circles have taken that to be a position that Arvin has established as being essentially a pseudo-pro-pedophilia. Now, based on Arvin's responses to those raising up these concerns, I, I don't think Arvin's a pedophile by any stretch of the imagination. I want to make sure I make that very clear. However, with that being said, 
When we have individuals like Arvin in positions of power within the Libertarian Party and within the Libertarian movement as a whole, making such outlandish and just mind-boggling claims uh, based on some semblance of, of factual, logical progression, um, I don't think they realize what a, a, damaging, uh, a damaging perspective they're creating for the Libertarian Party and Liberty Movement going forward. Now, I, I'm going to be fair. I will read um, Arvin's response. And he said, uh, now let me give a little background behind this. So with all what Arvin has been uh, going through, air quotes, um, as it pertains to these, these self-inflicted issues that he himself has raised up, um, the Libertarian National Committee uh, has basically gone ahead and said that going forward, they're going to hold a vote. Um, to decide whether or not Arvin Vora will be, in fact, allowed to remain as vice chair. So, um, you know, here's Arvin's response to that, uh, saying, In the next few days, the LNC will be voting to remove me from the LNC for not being nice enough to those who willingly join the enforcement and propaganda arms of the state, and for not being nice enough while ch challenging current age of consent laws, which are poorly thought out and incompletely executed, like most government policies. Time out right there. So the first part he says there, um, for those who willingly join the enforcement and propaganda arms of the state. Now this actually, uh, this goes back to some other issues that I also have, have taken issue with back in uh, November of uh, 2017, in which on Veterans Day, Arvin uh, posted on his Facebook page, he says, one day I hope that we can have a military policy that stops squandering the good intentions of young men and women. Fair enough. But then underneath it attached is a picture that says, and now a special uh, Veterans Day message with a little uh, pin star saying in the middle of it, you tried. Uh, you know, great, great marketing there, Arvin. Uh, and then uh, another, uh, in, another post in which Arvin really... Uh, he, he really got some people fired up too, in which he uh, seemingly uh, compares teachers and, uh, teachers and veterans to the likes of rapists. He said, quote, guys, we shouldn't speak badly of rapists. Many people rape and they vote. If we attack them, they might not vote libertarian, exclamation point. Of course, making fun of to people like myself who are raising up these concerns right now. Um, he follows that by saying, that's how some of you sound when you suggest that we pander to public school, quote unquote, teachers and members of the military welfare complex in order to not lose their votes. Hashtag abolish government schools. Hashtag taxation is theft. Hashtag end military welfare complex. All right. Um, before I even respond to that, I'll just continue with Arvin's, um, continue with Arvin's response uh, here on Facebook. Uh, he, he continues, uh, while I prefer that they not do that, being uh, voting to remove him from the LNC, uh, there's a very good chance that they will. Uh, to those who worry about the repercussions of the movement, don't worry. I and people like me will continue to fight for real, unapologetic liberty. Okay. Uh, we will continue the fight against government school use of military enlistment. I will keep working to dismantle the state and, do the, uh, and to end foreign aid so that nations will, in financial need, sell sovereign territory, leading to hundreds of Hong Kong-style micronations. The LNC can, at most, remove a title. They cannot erase knowledge or media contacts or supporters. And most, most importantly, they cannot erase ideas. Oh, Jesus. The idea that using government schools is non-consensual theft isn't going anywhere. 
The idea that joining the military is either gullible, immoral, or both can't be erased. The idea that working for the state is participating in theft, that it's unrespectable garbage, isn't going anywhere. And the idea that sex work is work and government work is theft isn't going anywhere. If I stay on the LNC, I'm going to keep spreading these ideas. If I'm removed and that removal is upheld, I'm going to keep spreading these ideas. Some have asked if they should stay in the LP if I am removed from the LNC. Yeah, all five of them. And uh, yes, I plan to. Uh, the... Uh, the Libertarian Party remains the best hope for liberty in America. Without exception, no party or other organization can come close. And he concludes, and be bold. Those who, <laughs> those who tell you such and, uh, such and such view will lose supporters, consider this. Just by calling yourself uh, Libertarian, you're going to lose a lot of voters. The fastest way to get voters without doing the work to convince them of big issues like ending government schools is to change your party to D, and, or, D or an R. Our job is harder. It's supposed to be our job. I'll get to that. Our job is uh, to change hearts and minds, change, not pander to is to create a re revolution against government. It's to discredit, dis uh, defund and dismantle government and cut taxes accordingly. If you want to watch the LNC meeting on whether or not to remove me, it'll be broadcast online in Liberty Arvin Vora. Okay. He had a really good point. Our job is to change hearts and minds, change, not pander. You're right, Arvin. You're right. You're supposed to change hearts and minds. But you don't change hearts and minds by comparing school teachers and comparing veterans to the likes of rapists. You don't change hearts and minds, Arvin, by openly questioning and, and, and basically creating situations where you're promoting a 14-year-old in the United States to to be with an older adult 14 you don't change hearts and minds Arvin when you go out and, and on Veterans Day of all days post an insulting meme that that really it's it's a discredit to those who've served now I've, I've said from the beginning, I'm not a big L libertarian podcast, and I never want to be considered that. I want to be a podcast that is a small L libertarian podcast that will reach out to individuals across the aisle. Actually, next week, we're going to have, uh, I would say, a moderate to, to left-leaning centrist and a far left socialist come on and talk about climate change and 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 other leftist policies to to not debate me, but to, to bring out ideas so we can at least get them out so people understand where we're finding disagreement, okay? You don't start a, a conversation. You don't change hearts and minds by gaslighting. It That's not how this works. Now, Arvin's an incredibly smart individual. I'm never going to question Arvin's, Arvin's intellect. He, he, he's a very smart man. However, I honestly believe that Arvin's too smart for his own good because here's the thing. My skill set, you know, it's focused in, in public relations and marketing, more specifically in, into the political sphere. I will give Arvin $100 right now if he can go to a Republican town hall and say what he said and get one person, one person to switch their registration card to Big L Libertarian. On the contrary, I will give Arvin $100 if he can go to a Democratic town hall and say what he said and get people to switch over 
to the Big L Libertarian Party. Because the reality is, is that this type of propagandic rhetoric does not work. This is the kind of stuff that libertarians will always have trouble with unless they are able to get out of their echo chambers. If you're going to sit in your echo chamber, Arvin, and those who, who follow Arvin Zilk, if you're going to sit in these echo chambers and you're going to, to propagate the, these think tank solutions to our real world issues through the lens of libertarianism, and then you can't figure out why it's not working in the real life, it's because of the rhetoric that you're promoting right now that hurts our movement and stops individuals from hopping on board to the movement. I've had people during the 2016 campaign that I, I talked about in my last podcast that were interested, truly interested, because they they knew what they had in either the, the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, respectively. They knew that didn't re represent what they were in terms of the candidates that embodied those platforms. And all we had to do was welcome those people with open arms and at the very least, not pander to them, but try to help them understand liberty step by step in a way that would help nurture them into the liberty movement and to help them understand the libertarian perspective of things going forward. I have countless friends, young, middle-aged, and older, who are public school teachers. I'm telling you right now, Arvin, that if you were to start out with that type of rhetoric, comparing a teacher to a rapist, you, 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 you've shut off any form of communication going forward. You've shut that dialogue down. Because nobody is going to have any type of conversation with you if you're comparing them to a rapist. Whether that's your intent or not. Now, you, you can argue, Arvin, that it's, it's shock propaganda that you're putting out there to get people to think. Okay. Who? To get who to think, Arvin? To get those within the Libertarian Party circles to think? So you've already won them over. Do you just want to scream into your echo chamber to hear... Oh yeah, Arvin's right. Yeah, more Arvin. Because if that's what you want, then you've already shown that you're not suited for the job that you currently hold. The Libertarian Party isn't a Facebook group that we go to to have our little roundtable discussions about you know the the intellectual uh, consistencies of Mises and 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 uh, Rothbard and to go through and try to uh, to to out libertarian one another. That's not what the, the role of the Libertarian Party should be. Not the role of the Liber Republican Party with regards to Republican issues. Or the Democratic Party with regards to Democratic issues. The role of political parties is to be a vessel for which to bring a, a, a individuals, aka politicians, into the limelight to have them embody your ideas in the goals of of influence individuals out in the electorate to vote for them so then those politicians be can become elected officials and can then alter the course of government to then change government to reflect said ideas. 
Arvin, this type of rhetoric, you're sitting at the table on Facebook when you're little, your little group. And that's not how you win elections. Gary, Gary got a lot of crap last election, and some of it from me, from his bit in the tongue, when he bit the tongue, to, to when, he, you know, what is Aleppo? God bless him. That was as innocent as it could be because it's Gary. But Gary and Bill Weld, for all their flaws, they were probably one of the best advocates that libertarians had on a national stage in decades. I dare say since, since uh, Ron Paul ran back in 88. Ron Paul, in 2012, was the best advocate for the Libertarian Party. Because he, without shaming himself or pandering himself, was able to bring ideas of liberty to the forefront and to have individuals who didn't think like him say, I get that. That makes sense. To start a conversation... You don't start conversations with rhetoric and hyperbolic nonsense, like discussing the realm of exploring pedophilia. Sure, Arvin, you make a great point. Age of consent laws, we should explore that. I had one of my good friends in one of my libertarian think groups say that, yeah, the age of consent over in Europe in some countries is 14 years old. You're right. But we're not like other countries. So you can't come into a conversation... Guns a-blazing saying, age of consent laws have to be 14 because libertarian this, this, and this. That's not how you start a conversation. The reality is, is that a majority of Americans are either Republican, Democrat, or not registered slash independent. That's the reality. And the other reality is that 18 years old, 17 years old, and 16 years old, in some way, shape, or form, have been, on average, the age of consent laws throughout the 50 states. So instead of just coming out and saying, a 14-year-old should be able to have a baby, and then the older man can pay for it, not the government, is not a great conversation starter. Instead, ask questions. All right. Mr. Republican voter, I see that you uh, you you said that you think that uh, individuals should have more rights, and that the, the state shouldn't uh, shouldn't tell you how to live your life. You know what? I agree a hundred percent. So let me ask you this: what what age should you be in order to drink a beer? Oh well, I think you should be at least fourteen years old if your your parents say it's okay, or you know, X, Y, and Z. Okay, that's great. Why do you think that? Oh, well, because if they, they are old enough to understand the ramifications and the parents understand, then why not? All right, you know, I agree with you. Again, this is a hypothetical conversation. All right, Mr. Mr. Republican, I agree with you. So why can't we uh, hold that same standard to, let's say, you know, engaging in sexual intercourse? Now you can, I'm sure you'll hear a response somewhere down the line about religion uh, or, or uh, you name it. You'll get, you'll get some pushback. That's expected. But see, we just had, we had a, a conversation. 
We started them thinking. And even if we leave that conversation shaking our hands and saying, hey, I agree, but I agree to disagree. All right. Now, Mr. Republican voter has something to think about. Right? Mr. Republican voter now all of a sudden has something that he didn't consider that's going to be walling around his mind. He's going to be laying in bed, sitting there, getting ready to fall asleep. And he'll think about that conversation. He's like, hmm, you know what? That libertarian, he, uh, he kind of had a point. It's amazing, isn't it? That even in a hypothetical conversation with an imaginary Republican voter, we can see where a conversation starts compared to just instantly saying age of consent law should be 14 years old or below pedophilia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think that kids should have sex with adults, but hey, who's me to say that they shouldn't? You have to start at the bottom and work up. Because otherwise, what do you expect to happen? You're going to shut them out. And then that individual for the next 20, 30, 40 years, they're not going to consider libertarians. Because every time they hear the word libertarian, all they're going to think of is, oh yeah, that was that son of a bitch who kept on saying that uh, old men should have sex with kids. Great. Because now he's going to use that, that rhetoric based on the interaction you had with him. And he's going to tell other people about it. How is that helpful? And it's not. It's not. That's just the reality. So Arvin, when you say our job is harder, it's supposed to be. Yeah, it is harder. But here's the thing. Don't make it harder than it needs to be. You know, my great grandfather, rest his soul, he used to have a great expression that, you know, I say he made it, but I'm sure he didn't. It was work smarter, not harder. Yeah. Why are you purposely making things harder than they need to be, Arvin? Now, see, I'm not, I've never met you, Arvin, so I can't speak to what makes you tick, but just and how you've reacted to all of this, you just come across as one of those guys who just wants to be right. You don't care the ramifications of the words you're making. You just want to be right. You're the guy who I see arguing with a friend on Facebook I see the see more comments and it has 200 more comments to go through because you just want to be right. But you're the vice chair of the Libertarian Party, Arvin. And with that title, you have some responsibility. And that responsibility is to help bring the Libertarian Party out of its third place little kid position that's had since its, its foundation. And this kind of stuff, Arvin, it doesn't really do that. If anything, Arvin, it hurts the Libertarian Party. Now, Arvin, you, you are a great thinker. And those who, who, who agree with Arvin, you're right. You're, you're logically consistent. Especially, I, mean, I, I was talking to one of my, like I said, good Libertarian friends. Logically, this is a sound argument with regards to uh, the whole age of consent laws. It's, it's logically consistent. It's with the Libertarian Party platforms. But that's not how you start a conversation. You have to start 
with baby steps, plant seeds, help people start to formulate arguments in their own minds to question their ways of thinking. You can't you can't go in guns a blazing. Now this 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 one episode here that I'm doing it was a direct response to this whole Arvin situation within the Libertarian Party, but I, I hope also that it can be it can be a podcast for libertarians to listen to and to at the very least understand going forward how to address the public outside of your libertarian circles. I'm a part of dozens of libertarian groups on Facebook. Libertarian groups on Facebook don't win votes, folks. Libertarian groups on Facebook, they don't help you get out and bring new people to libertarianism. The way you bring new people to libertarianism is you have to talk with them. You have to talk with somebody that you fundamentally disagree with. And you have to figure out a way to relate libertarian principles in such a manner that they will, they will at the very least have to think about it. You know, one of my, one of my good buddies is going to be on our podcast here next week, Derek. Derek, I, I've, I've gone months and months and months talking with Derek, trying to get him to be a libertarian. And you know what the reality is? And I'm, I've told him this before. I don't think it's going to happen. I don't think I'm going to get Derek there 100%. But I can tell you damn damn sure that he gets where I'm coming from. See, down the road, let's say when the Libertarian Party gets its head out of its ass and it starts actually doing things on a, on a national stage to the point that we have Libertarian elected officials within the House and, and Senate, that he if, if he has to explain to somebody what this Libertarian person's arguing, you can be like, oh yeah, he's arguing about um, you know the, the age of consent law. And then they can relate it to, he can relate it to how, you know, it, it's, it's similar to that of, of smoking or driving a car or going to war, whatever you want to do for any time an age is involved. But that conversation would never have happened my buddy, Derek. Vice came in and said, you're wrong. Sit down. Now, now here's the thing. I get it. Okay. We're going to have people that are going to be like libertarians. Those are the hippie dudes that smoke pot and they just want us to uh, to be out of all international relations and they just want to you know, sit sit there and, and smoke pot and listen to Doobie Brothers records. I get it. Cool. Now, you know what? People like that, we're not going to change their minds. You can try. More power to you. If you can try and change somebody's mind like that and you are successful, good for you. You're a minority, but you're, you're, you, know, you should be commended for what you did. The reality, though, is that those people, we're going to have a hard time, you know, convincing. I'm more concerned about convincing the people, though, who are, who are on the fence. Either they're new to the political sphere, they've been politically homeless because of the 2016 election, they, they, they just have never been able to identify with the Republicans or the Democrats, whatever. I don't care what the situation is. Those are the people, though, that we can win over. We can win over with them. I know we can. I've watched people do it. I've watched Chris Spangle at We Are Libertarians bring people in and help change their minds. I've watched Austin Peterson over at the Libertarian Republic 
changed his political affiliation from libertarian to Republican and is now reaching a demographic of individuals far beyond the libertarian sphere. And no, he is not going to get them to agree on libertarian principles 100%, but he's out there and he's a different voice and he's talking to those people who otherwise would not hear the message of liberty. That deserves to be commended. There are the likes of Liberty Laura and, and Julie Borowski. They deserve to be commended because they're out there on the front lines. There are those like Ben Shapiro and Steven Crowder who, even though I would argue that they're more conservative than they are libertarian, they will espouse libertarian views and they should be commended. But we cannot put ourselves into pigeonholed categories saying, well, I won't talk to that person. Or I'm just going to gaslight and make this person feel uncomfortable because, lol, my clicks and my my philosophy. It's not going to work. Now, if the Libertarian Party wants to remain relegated to the third place position that's been for what 40 years, keep it up. We'll stay at third place. But what it requires is us. Get out, get rid of this type of, this hyperbole, this type of just nonsensical arguments, and actually speak to people who disagree with us. So, <laughs> going on, we're going we're gonna to finish there for, uh, for today's episode. Uh, but no, going forward into next week, you know, definitely we're going we're gonna to pick back up with uh, having the guests on. Um, you know, we're going to, like I said, we're going to have our, our, my friend Derek... Um, as well as my friend uh, Paul Beyond to talk about climate change, um, but also talk about um, you know, just just their their more left leaning views in general to see where we can find some some agreements. We'll find where we disagree. See if we can try to, to resolve those differences. Um, but yeah, it's going to be a fun show. I hope you guys will uh, will come back for next week, um, and then we'll go ahead and reschedule this uh, Ben Shapiro talk. We're going to have uh, got my friend John Pierre Malley from. Uh, from I forget the name of his website, the the performer, something, the Politico, something like that, um, on Twitter. But we'll we'll have him on a couple weeks as well. We'll go through this in greater detail. Got some great guests lined up for you in the next uh, few weeks. So be sure to tune back in. But until next time, this is Brian Nichols on the Brian Nichols Show. Thanks for tuning in.